You are now listening to the Dream Loud Podcast. Join us as we explore the significance of following your dreams. We hope you'll enjoy the ride. And we're live. Thank cool. you, listeners, for tuning in to another exciting episode of yeah. the Dream Loud podcast. Once again, I'm your host, Benjamin Hall, here to share this glorious audio experience with you today. <laughs> so let Good me stuff. introduce the guest that we have today. Yeah. Well, the co-host, I guess I should say first. Either way. Dan, <laughs> Dan Shifo, my partner What's in crime. Going on? Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you to everyone who's tuning in on Facebook Live. Uh, thank you yeah, to, thanks, to Lacey and Josh and to um, to everyone. No, we, we appreciate the support. Um, we did uh, our first Facebook Live with BC Steel the other day with Ben, my other, my other friend Ben. And mm-hmm. um, I was just blown away by the support. It was just really cool because it was the first time we went live. Um, you know, there were only seven people, but I didn't care. It was just cool to, to actually get in there and get a video up and kind of be moving in the right direction in that area. So thank you to everybody. Yeah, thank, thank you, you guys. to everyone listening and, and, you know, thank you all around. I appreciate it. And so let's get to the person you're all here to hear from. <laughs> you're, not here for, you're not here for Ben and I. <laughs> when we do just episodes ourselves, you, we get like 20 downloads. Yeah, but right. that's, you know what? We don't care. That's yeah, fine. No, we're good with that. <laughs> Let me introduce Lacey hey. Stern. All right. We got a, my, my big sister. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. There we go. Hello. Thanks for being yeah, on the show you. again. Thank you so much. Ben, you and I have the best conversations. Well, thank you. It's cool to like have, let people in on them, right? That's the yeah. whole. That's the whole goal of this thing. It's a good to get goal. Inside I, th- I think what I'm, you know, just what I have to say is, if you didn't go back and listen to episode 15, uh, it was Ben and Lacey and Josh and Tom Gaskin and Erica Gaskin. Mm-hmm. Um, listen to that episode. It's like a lot the, of fun. Oh, it's amazing. It's a hundred and it's an hour, 141 minutes, an hour and 41 minutes. Um, and it's just an awesome episode. And you know, thank you for being on that one. Thank you to Josh. Who's, it was kind of uh, accidental, wasn't it? Just kind of happened. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I had talked to Tom because I wanted to get right. all of us on the show oh, because yeah. since Tom lives since in Tom Virginia in, now. Yeah. And so I knew he was going to be over here. And so I just brought all my audio gear right. and I'm like, if I just start setting up, maybe it'll happen. Yeah, yeah. And it did. It's an awesome <laughs> episode. It and really we is. We weren't even sure if you were going to be in on it because you weren't feeling well, but... Wasn't that interesting how things happen that way? Yeah. Like the best things seem to happen that way. They do. We try to plan for all this great stuff and sure. then you never know what will happen and then you don't plan anything and then it's your best and then the best thing. And then the best thing comes from it. Yeah. Right. And maybe yeah. we can talk more about that later because sure, you're totally. very good at being present. Yeah. <laughs> I've been practicing my, my present. It's called being presentness. don't ever charge your phone. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, that's one way to do it. Uh-huh. So let's get down to the question we all want to have an answer to. Yeah. And I think that you can give us some insight into this. <laughs> Are we living in an ancestor simulation? <laughs> I'm I just don't kidding. have a word <laughs> what you just said. That's the question I wanted to know. That's a shout out to my friend Josh Doran. I hope he's watching. That's really funny. Yeah. So if he's not watching, that's good. Go so watch it on the playback. That's the idea. This is so when scientists sit around for far too long, they think up these ideas where is that a real thing? Yeah. So what an the idea of an ancestor simulation is if one day humankind can get to such an advanced level that we can create 
computer, like the Sims computer yeah. Oh, yeah. programs. So somebody is controlling me right now. Right. Well, they're so, saying yeah. if we could ever get to that point, okay. yeah. then there's a high chance it probably has already happened. And sure. they're just running simulations of the past to see like what will happen with these certain scenarios. Going. So if I'm ever swimming in a pool, I hope nobody takes the ladder out like you used to do in the Sims, right? You never did that in the Sims? <laughs> no, I never did that. If it's any consolation, I didn't know what it was either. But now no, I know because Ben filled us in. So yeah. there's still the, the so there's still the concept of chance and free will in the middle of a simulated environment. I guess yeah, so. I would say so. I guess so. It feels okay. like yeah. <laughs> I agree with that. Because well, the Sims, you don't know always what's going to happen. I guess, but maybe that's an algorithm or something. The things that happen. Maybe that's true. Oh, you have to pee. I think it's. I don't yeah. know. I think it's way. Oh, I think it's way over. Again. Yeah, I think it's way overthinking things. But you know, and then the little bubble comes up, and your sim is hungry. You have to feed it. <laughs> but that's yeah. I thought it, I, I I was thinking about like how cool it would be to have a game sort of like The Sims, where it really focuses in on choice and free sure. will, and like hmm. how the. And the, the like domino effect of things. They, right. have, they have some games that they've attempted. Actually, Olivia sent me a game for my birthday. Thank you, Olivia. That's kind of like that. Depending on the choices you make in the game, it affects the outcome. Choose your own adventure. Oh, yeah. But Those are great games. But it's hard to like, I, th I think they're really hard to do well. Because yeah. there's so sure there's, there's so, so many, many possibilities that you could possibly do. Right. There, there's a number of games like that. So what, well, would, what would the premise of your game be? Well, I think it's interesting, the idea of that, because, you know, my favorite movie. Um, I was going to say The Land Before Time. That's not right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great movie. I really, I really I did really like that movie very much, but I um, know it's really hugely popular. No, it's, uh, I know what it is. It's just not coming to me. Just say it. Groundhog Day. Oh, yeah, Groundhog, Groundhog Day. Day. That's yeah. actually not what I was thinking, but I did know that about you. Well, the thing about Groundhog Day. I was thinking Never Ending Story. I think That's it, a good one, too. That is yeah. really, really close to the same idea. There's a dog licking my hand. Well, felt really weird. The dog loves you. He does love Welcome, me. Welcome, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the Never Ending Story and Groundhog Day both have this sort of idea of well, Neverending Story is, gosh, I could talk about that forever, but yeah, the book, right. the book focuses in on your free choice. Yeah, and um, this is actually my passion topic. <laughs> that's funny we accidentally stumbled in here, but that's all. That's great. Yeah, but the, but Groundhog Day, I believe, has a um, uh, this idea of how many different ways could you could you go through the same simulated environment right. oh, sure. hmm. and what would the outcome be? And of course, in the particular circumstance or the plot is he really wants this woman to love him on her own. Sure. And um, so he tries to go through, do everything right. This is such a man thing. Like try to say the right <laughs> thing, True. do the right thing. Oh, how, what's the formula? Like, oh, mm -hmm. she loves this. Well, I'm going to talk about this. And alley. nothing yeah, ever, ever works. He gets to the end of the night over and over again. Sure. And um, she's sometimes there together and sometimes they kiss and every night she ends up slapping him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, then he hits that alarm clock again. But he has yep, to get to morning. a place where before it actually breaks, where he is really on his own finding life outside of this one obsession with like 
being connected with this girl. Mm. He has to find life in in, a, in his own heart. Like, what is life? And you can see him start mm. to lift. Like, he can't even kill himself. No matter how many times he tries to kill himself, sure. he wakes up in the same yeah. place. <laughs> try again. So essentially, okay, he has try to, again. He has to, he has to find himself really to, yeah. in order to get what he has been searching for. And he can't force that. Right. And he's right. not going to be, and she's like, she tells him you're an egocentric. It's your defining characteristic. Right, and, right. and she's like, you'll never love anybody but yourself. He's like, it's not true. I don't even like myself. <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah. And you can see this is his issue. Sure. He's not going to become the man that she is, is open to in her heart, you yeah. know, like emotionally or like willing to give her heart to. Until he's the man that he mm-hmm. can, you know, he becomes royalty in a way. Sure. And he has this mundane day that <laughs> that he can <laughs> turn into royalty in one day. That's yeah. so interesting. You know, the yeah. whole town in the end ends up celebrating him because right. he helps every, he just gives his life away in the end. Yeah. He serves everybody around him. He's creating art. He's making music. He's like, he's reading literature. Like right, he right. becomes this royal being. And then, she, of course, she's royalty because the way she carries herself, she's not going to just. So it's just so interesting. I'm using royalty as like. No, totally. Who we're meant to be. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, totally. So he finally gets Ideal self. Right. But it's all about this choice that you have every moment of every day, no matter how mundane it is, no matter how min- the minutia and the like details and. Like, what is this? This is boring, you know, how, crappy. How can I apply that to my life? If I, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, yeah, how it can is, I? It's actually what I wrote about in my third book. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not that we're trying to do that, but it's interesting because it's about it stewarding each opportunity, each sure. moment, and not looking at it as, um, Oh yeah, I've seen that a thousand times or that's boring or I'm trying to get to the next thing. It is presence of mind. I've gone through this the whole time. I've gone through this every day. This is, I'm tired of this, that sort of thing. Well, yeah. Right? Well, yeah. My, my friend, Tim uh, Tim Willard, he he's a writer and yeah. a PhD in C.S. Lewis. I don't even know. It's a theology PhD. Yeah. And so um, he, he mentioned this one time about how God is like that wonder has the wonder of a child in the sense that when a child says, do it again, do it again, do it again, do it again. And you're like, how many times are you going to do this? But it's still thrilled. It's still thrilling to the kid. Let's do it again, do it again, do it again, do it again. And it's, I mean, I wonder how long you would go before they got tired. Has it ever happened? Like when does that, that would be an interesting experiment, but that God does this when he creates um, a poppy Sure. You know, like a flower, and then he creates a whole field of flowers, and right. then he puts it, do it again, it and again. he's still full of joy sure. and still full of, you know, do it again, do it again, do it again, do it again. Oh, and it's still like this eternal yeah, like joy. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. So the same as it was the first time, just because he created a, a million poppies, it's no <laughs> different than. You know, so, whereas I, if I would create a million poppies, I'd probably get pretty tired. But <laughs> well, to see um, this in every morning, right? Sure. Every morning, I see another miracle. Yeah, there you go. yeah, yeah. It's like it feels the same. The people you interact with may be the same, right? But it's absolutely a new present moment, an eternal moment in the present. How can you look for that? Like if it's me going through Groundhog Day every day, how can I look for the positives? How can I look for uh, like a good moment? How can I, how can I do that in essence? And how can I, you know, how can I look for those positives? Well, I thought C.S. Lewis did say this. He said, 
um, in the screw tape letters, he says, it's a demon talking to another demon, trying to get them, trying to get the, the junior demon to realize how to screw this guy's life up. Yeah. And one of the things he mentions to the demon, he's like, get him to focus on the past or the future. Sure. Because mm. the present is the only place that touches eternity. And yeah. so when you, when you stop and you listen and you look and you realize eternal life is right in this moment, sure. then you start to feel the mystical nature of the mm. present. That's interesting. And maybe yeah. going back to what you said about the Sims, you said eternal nature is in this moment and it's present. You have your free will and your choice, like the Sims, yes. to go into. Yes. So you brought the Sims and Groundhog Day. It's perfect. <laughs> I, it I is, totally yeah. agree, though. Yeah, but it, it is. It yeah. makes sense. It does yeah. make sense. No, mm-hmm. I agree with that. Um, you speak of, you know, kind of gifts and they're the benefit uh, of others. Um, I, I guess, I guess, can you kind of speak on the sense of like how the gifts that I have are the benefit are, are meant to benefit others. And, and I'm not supposed to look at my, you know, and just, um, how we, how I should, and I, I you kind of touched on this a little bit, like how my gift should benefit others and how I should live out the assignment that's kind of given to us. Okay. Is that, you know? Yeah. Well, um, there's two sides of that coin. Uh, one is people think my life is for others in the sense yeah. that they lose themselves and they miss their own value. And that, that's sure. codependency and it's something that I lived with or understood as love, which was really destructive. And then there's right. giving your life away out of your free will, not because you're a slave to other people, but sure. because you freely and enjoy giving your life away out of your own will. Right. You know what I'm saying? The difference. Yeah. Um, so sometimes the reason why we can't do that is because we're not well in ourselves. So sometimes we need to pull away and be like, how do I get whole in like my Bill heart did. and well, Bill right. Murray, right. Then he gave his life away. Totally. But it's because of who he knew of who he knew he, who he was. Right. He was learning who he was and um, just learning that there's such value, began to value people. You could see in the moment when he was, tr- he was every day trying to save this guy's life who died. It was an older yeah. man. He, he died of old age supposedly. Yeah. And he kept saying, well, maybe if I just take care of him this way or meet him at the beginning and feed him and take care of him. So you see him like on the street and he's given the guy CPR and he dies Mm. every day. Yeah. And finally he just looks up like, what do I do? Okay, God, I guess you're God. Yeah. I can't stop this. Because at one point in the movie, he says, he says, I'm an immortal. (laughs) I'm a God. (laughs) I'm a God every day. And she's like, you're not a God. You know, the girl he likes, she's like, this is 12 years of Catholic school talking. You know, you're not a God. That's so funny. You're not God. And he's like, oh, I'm not the God. I don't think. (laughs) And so in this moment of trying to save this man, you can see he recognizes and it makes him value, I believe, yeah. the mm-hmm. lives of people because knowing that God actually has a purpose for each person's life sure. makes you honor and value them in a different way. And then, of course, mm. you add in free will and choices and you recognize even in that when people make with free will choices to not be who they're made to be, to not be the best versions of themselves, yeah. but to, they still have another breath. They still have moments to turn and to think, well, there's still potential for them to turn and right. become this person at any moment. Because I think the the terrible thing going around in our culture today is say, says that people can't change. Right. 
There's actually You're right. a big teaching even in Christianity that teaches some people are made because they're made for destruction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're made to uh to just die and 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 be this horrible person. Right, right. And yeah. I I find so much in my own experience with God, my encounter with God and, yeah. and knowing his nature and reading the scriptures too is that absolutely there is not a person made in the image of God that cannot be redeemed at any moment when they turn. And you can see that all throughout scripture when you read it with that lens of saying, okay, God, even when you say these people have gone too far, that's enough. I'm going to end this. There's too much injustice. There's too much bloodshed. There's too much. We're going to end this because it's, and he says, even after he says, they're not going to turn. But then again, he goes, but if you were to turn yeah, yeah. right There's now, still that hope. I would There's, rescue you. Right. And it's like, will you? Because he honors our freedom and to keep. And there's still the hope that as long as you have breath, you have an opportunity to turn. Absolutely. Right. Mm-hmm. I believe that. Sure. 100%. And I think even, um, this may sound, I know it's controversial, but I believe even <laughs> after, not necessarily after we die, because I don't know how that works. I never died before, but... <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That'll um, be for part two of the podcast. But no, I'm just kidding. I'll be back for that one. <laughs> but I've heard stories, and I wrote, I, I think I posted about this one time the guy, Ian McCormick, who was a surfer, I think, and he hmm. ended up dying. Okay. Flatlining. Yeah. There's lots of people who flatline and come back. Right, definitely. And he ends up facing God, and in, and in his encounter, death encounter, he he knows that his out of because of the prayers of his mother. Definitely. He knows that he's facing God with an opportunity to say, you know, I want I want you to rescue my soul. Sure. And in that moment, um, he has the opportunity to choose, am I gonna stay on this side or am I gonna go back to earth? Like You've been God's, given your opportunity, like you're, here it is right now. I have my chance to turn right now. Yeah. I'm facing God. Yeah. What am I gonna do? Yeah. And so he says, so it's like God's given this opportunity. He's like, they're not talking. They're just mentally communicating, I guess, (laughs) or whatever. Mm -hmm. You do it in heaven. I don't know. And um, he's like, I don't have anybody to go home to, go back to earth too. And he, and then all of a sudden he, he feels somebody behind him. He turns around and it's a, it's his image of his mother. Yeah. And uh, he realizes my mom will never know that I am, that I ask God to save my soul in the last, yeah. you know, time. And so I want to go back. So she knows that I, that I, you know, made my peace with God. Yeah. And um, so he goes back to earth and now he tells this story, but what's so interesting to me, it, there's a lot of things interesting about that, but, mm-hmm. but there, that we every single day have this thought, if I were to face God and he were to say, okay, do you want to stay? Yeah. Or do you want to go back? What would you choose? And if you did come back, what would you do with your life? And why are you not doing it now? Yeah. Because you're not guaranteed tomorrow. And you have an opportunity to do that now. Yeah. Like you said. Yeah. At all times. Sure. Like you just said, at, how can I make this Monday yeah. moment, you know, Definitely. count? What would you say to someone who might be in that situation, who might be on that line right now and, and just struggling and, and you know, who, someone who needs that breakthrough so they can turn their life around? <laughs> Well, everybody is, you know, in a, their own unique place for yeah. their own un- reasons. And I think just sitting and considering 
the fact, you know, just, I think that if you sit and consider facing God with all honesty in your heart, yeah. the, the God who made you, the God who put you together and gave you, you know, decided how you were going to come together and decided you were going to survive the womb and here you are and here you've survived right. all these years and to, to face God, the one who created you and gave you life and consider that, even just considering what is that like? What would that yeah. be like? Close your eyes and think of it, imagine it, picture it. I think that if we, just, we are to sit and imagine that and go into a conversation almost with God or in our own minds about it, I think it would bring us, especially if we're seeking truth, God, yeah. what do you think about me? Do you have a purpose for my life? Can you can you do something with where I'm at right now? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's when the revelation starts coming. Like even if it's just one step at a time, one light at a time. And I think that's a lot of times how God talks to me. It's just, okay, right here, you know, pay attention to your son. Yeah. Pay attention to, like call your brother just because. He sure. needs somebody to call him. And, you know, just wait, be still for a minute. And then, you know, there's something, there's something to learn or something to do and to just seek that with an honest heart. I think we're not always honest with ourselves. We're looking for excuses to hold on to our anger or our despair. I, I, I looked for all kinds of reasons to hang on to depression, Yeah. to hang on to sadness. Um, when I was younger, it was a, it was like the way I used my mind. Yeah. My thoughts, I would go to the sad things and meditate on the sad things. And I think once you realize you're doing that, you realize, well, if I can do that with negative things, can I not do that with things to be thankful for? Totally. And seeing, looking for opportunities to like be a light in this dark place, you know? And why not? The Mm. potential we have as humans to be crazy and dark. Why can't we have that much potential to be bright, amazing lights. Yeah. It's all, it's all there. Like in each individual moment, you have that (laughs) choice to choose, like what you're going to be like back to what we're talking about. Like what Bill Murray was discovering on Groundhog Day. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. It's it's so like, it's just so, it's so interesting because you like when you're, when you're living the routine of day to day out, it feels like every day is the same. And maybe that stuff you hold on to, or, you know, like you said, or like Lacey said, you know, every day is the same and things you hold on to, things you kind of, you don't have to hold on to that anymore. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. I wonder why, you know, I, I like to think about the reasons why we think that way. Like, why do, why why do, do we our, keep going back to yeah, those why does parts? Our, why, do, why, does our, why is our mind wired like that? Why do we, how, how have we wired our minds to think that why way? Why do we second guess ourselves? Yeah. Why do we, Yeah. All that, you know, I wonder if it, I wonder if it goes back to like, I mean, you could talk to this, um, you know, being present and being able to like, cause I know with me, I was talking to Dan on the way over here yeah. and just talking about, you know, what is it about like, as we get older and you could tell me if you relate to this or not, but I feel like as I get older, <laughs> this is great. Yeah. There's more opportunity to think like, well, how come the 32 year old me, whenever I try something new, I think that was so much fun. I wish I would have started this 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Why doesn't a 16 year old think that way? Right. You know, in, in some ways, like 
why does our mind always go to the negative thing? Why does my mind always sure. go to the negative thing instead of why saying- Why do you second guess yourself, all of that? Well, I'm twice as old as the 16 year old, so I should have that much more experience to draw on and be better at this thing. Kids but these days. It's like <laughs> always tending to look at things from the negative view. And I, I think You're that right. goes back to like getting stuck in that rut of like, well, this day is going to be the same because every day that came before was well, the same. Well, yeah. I, I think this is interesting because I my son has recently gotten in um, into comics, like oh, oh cool, awesome. yes, like, <laughs> like Sunday comics, yeah. like funny comics. And my youngest is he's so funny. He's got <laughs> such a great sense of humor. I know he's only four, but I'm like, how did you know that that joke was funny? Yeah, like he's so funny, and uh-huh. um, and I want to encourage the things that I see pop up totally. in him. And I'm looking for humor, you know, good examples of humor for him to like grow from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's interesting to me how much is based on humor, humor is based on negative thinking. Yeah. And yeah. how you're right. And it's not just negative thinking, it's criti- criticizing yourself and criticizing others and, um, just cursing things like yeah. not cussing, even though that's mm-hmm. cur- another cursing, yeah, way. But cursing, yeah. But yeah. Cur- like saying the worst case scenario things, and of course, and this is my luck, and all these things. Right, like right. to me, hmm. it's like it's it is bombarding our culture all the time. Hmm. Yeah, that this is just what you train your brain to think, and I think that's why even in scriptures, it says, renew your mind. And it's not because, (laughs) and I think it's funny because you'll say it the other way around. Um, They want to brain, those scriptures want to brainwash you, although they do want to wash you. Yeah. Yeah. Your brain. But that you you are every day submerged in brainwashing to think in a negative way. So you're, you're saying almost, it sounds to me like you're saying that, that the world does it. Well, that, well, your environment. Your, yeah, yeah, your environment. Yeah. It's not like it's not the the default state of your mind. No. It's what we've allowed to be in there, whether it's from culture or whatever. It's a product of our environment. It can't be because <clears throat> children are not. I don't. In my experience with children, it's true. Yeah, most children yeah. Are like that. They're not like that. It yeah. takes. I remember the first time. I know. I know some. Some. There's different cases, but for me, I remember the very first time. I saw fear in my mom's eyes yeah. mm-hmm. and it taught me, oh, I should be afraid of this. I right. remember the first time I saw, cause my mom is brave and strong and like, it's really rare for her to be afraid, but I remember it being shocking. And I remember also um, the first time I saw somebody lie and how confusing yeah. that was for me. What do You're you mean? The that truth. didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm looking at her going, she was here. She, <laughs> sure, sure. she was lying about me. She was saying, yeah. she went into the kitchen like this was, <laughs> she went into the kitchen, stuck her finger in the chili that was cooking and and like ate the what was on her finger. And then she goes, grandma, Lacey's eating the chili. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not eating the, yeah. Huh? And you're what like, yeah, is that? yeah, what is going on right now? <laughs> but it, she was always doing that. But I just thought, I just know that there are times when we're taught this criminal mindset. And I remember being, I think, I remember just starting to lie a lot when I was a kid (laughs) and realizing, I don't even know why I'm lying about this. (laughs) Like usually it's to get out of trouble. Sure. But then then it turned into like, why did I even say that? And so I just remember realizing, even talking to my own self, it it is something that we even absorb. And then Hmm. 
we we start to question our own a- actions or thoughts. Yeah. And in those moments, I think we need to keep questioning and press in mm-hmm. because what our tendency is, is to say, well, that was weird and move on and keep doing <laughs> yeah, yeah. it. Well, that was weird. <laughs> you know? So I guess along those lines, like how do we learn, how do we learn why God made us? How do we learn, <laughs> how do we find out what he wants us to do with, with his time? How do I discover my identity in God? You know, mm-hmm. there's, cause there's, cause what you said, there's so much identity. I'm going to put identity in music, sport, mm-hmm. what, what have you, you know, how do I discover my identity mm-hmm. in God, why he made us and what he wants mm-hmm. me to do on, on this earth? Yeah. Well, I think <laughs> just like anything, you know, you, I, well, I, think, I don't think everybody believes this way, but I do believe that God is, he is a person that yeah. he intends for us to come to him as a personal being sure. that we have a relationship with. And to, that's, I believe what prayer is, is just going to God and saying, please, God, teach me this. Right. In a really honest, open-handed mm-hmm. way. That's the first chapter in my book about being available and open-handed. Yeah. I don't think we're, we know, like, have you ever done an exercise where we did this in psychology one time and where you just start to, at the top of your head and you start to just relax each muscle. Oh yeah. You like tense it I, up I and then you relax that. and you relax and you relax and then you realize, and then wow, I didn't even realize my shoulders were doing that. Or yeah. Yeah. And you think you're so relaxed and then you realize, oh, I can even be more relaxed. <laughs> right, right. So you don't realize what we're holding on to that's keeping us from seeing, being totally open and available. Right. But I think, I think God is always pointing those things out. There's this one verse, uh, or not verse, it's a something C.S. Lewis said. He says, there's, there's somebody who plays notes on a piano, and when you're playing, you can hit a wrong note, you can hit the right note. Right. But what is the thing that tells us which note we ought to hit? Yeah. Hmm. And then we're in a pl- position of choice. So there's one <clears throat> voice telling us to hit this note, which is wrong, and then this note that's right. Yeah. And which voice tells us what we uh, what is that voice? Because sure. we're in a position of wonder. Like, should we? What should we hit? But mm. there actually is like a harmonious note that goes right, there. Right. And there's something in us that tells us this is the one. That's the right note to hit. Yeah. yeah. And so it's so he was trying to explain in this. What C.S. Lewis was trying to explain is that this is the voice of our maker yeah. saying, yeah, this is what you made for. See how it fits. <laughs> See how it, the right it's note, harmony. The harmoni- harmonious See how this note. sounds. Yeah. And, and, it, and it's not even something you can explain. Why does that sound like right? Right, right. <laughs> it just is. It's right? just right. It feels right. And it, and it sounds right too. Like yeah. Well, that was the intention of the piece sure. of music. There's mm-hmm. actually a written down, <laughs> you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? You can it's do laid it out wrong. Front of me. Well, yeah. I don't know how many times I've tried to learn a song and I've totally heard the wrong thing. And then yeah. I listened to it. And I'm like, wow, I didn't even know that note was in there. I didn't even hear that. Sure. But there actually is a written out, like correct way to do this. And then you say, that's not right. I was playing it the right way all along. <laughs> <laughs> well, music is different. It's yeah, yeah. art. But, sure. but I think, you know, I think there is this, like you said, how do we find that out? I think you... You need a relationship with the one who made you to really figure it out. As far as my journey goes in trying to figure it out, I come up anytime I fall away from recognizing, oh yeah, you know, there is a purpose beyond 
just these everyday encounters I have with people and pursuits I have with, you know, things that bring me joy. Sure. There's, mm-hmm. there's something beyond these are, these are shadows. And this is, <laughs> this I think, um, Plato's, yeah. a Plato. Oh yes. The, the, sh- uh, the shadow in the cave. I, I think, think that's what it's called. Which yeah, I, I think is interesting. About. I thought she was talking about Play Doh. I was. No, 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 Play-Doh. she is. Play Doh, not Play Doh. I was in Play Doh. That's where I was. Shadow boxing with Play Doh. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. Sorry, Facebook Live. That's where I was. <laughs> but, but it is. I love the, the way those philosophers thought about things. It's so interesting. <laughs> but I think it was also the playing the right key moment for for Plato, you know, sure, it, sure. it was, it was mm-hmm. inspiration. I think a lot of that was prophetic moments mm-hmm. for these philosophers that actually, I think they were prophets for their generation. Oh yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. Because mm-hmm. in the end, like he's saying things that we're, we see now as shadow. And then Jesus has come after him and saying, I'm the light. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's saying outside the cave is this great light. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all we see is the shadows that come mm-hmm. and we think this is our reality. And when we try to say there's more, we get killed for it. Yeah. Aristotle got killed. You yeah. Know? yeah. Very true. And he, this was his died. teacher. This is why Plato was saying this because his he saw his teacher killed by a mob, which yeah. is what happens to Jesus. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because he's saying exactly this idea there's more there's beyond you know and i think this is what we'll wrestle with when we keep trying to it's like uh we have an itch in our soul and we keep scratching our skin <laughs> you know yeah yeah and you can't you can't figure it out <laughs> like you're like bleeding like right. i don't know why this isn't working yeah. so you so you speak of relationship and having that relationship how how could i get that if, if I might not have any prior experience or, you know, like how, how can I maybe develop it? Maybe if I don't even know how to do it, you oh, know what I'm saying? A like relationship maybe, with God. Yes. Well, I, I am writing about that particularly because I, is that in the, the third book? The too? book is called The Return. Yeah. Reflections on Loving God Back. That comes out in May, right? So I don't know when, Josh, do you know when it comes it's out? probably on Amazon. May? It's <laughs> an M month. Now. I keep saying March. I guess <laughs> it's not March. That would be really soon. Um, <laughs> It's May. So, um, yeah, just about have like having a relationship. Maybe if I don't. So, when you have a relationship yeah. with your wife, hey you, you know, <laughs> your relationship is, is multifaceted. There's yeah. so many aspects of your relationship. And you can actually make that a priority in your life where you say, I want to grow in our relationship. Yeah. Now, if your relationship is um, just a physical relationship or yeah. just a. Um, business relationship or just a uh, an edu- intellectual relationship, you know, you get to these these ceilings that you know you get to. Oh, this is the goal. Here we yeah. got here. Now what? Right, right. But we recognize in relationship, which I think is given to us by God to help prophesy about or to teach us how we're to relate to Him. Sure, mm-hmm. is that no? There is no end to this eternal being that you get to actually interact with every day. Right. The depths, the changes, the circumstances are going to are going to, you know, move you and I've been married to Josh 10 years and I am finding out new aspects of who he is. Yeah. And it's because we're intentionally pursuing having a relationship which yeah. Yeah. can become mundane and can become I can become arrogant and say, "Oh, I know you you're, you're going to say <laughs> da 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 yeah, da yeah. da." And today this happened, we get into sort of a, was an argument and um, I 
just got to this position. I held this position like, I know this is what you're saying. And then he turned around and showed me, actually, this is what I was saying. And this light came on. I was like, and I learned from what he said, something that I had never considered because I humbled Mm. myself. Yeah, yeah. Josh is looking at me. <laughs> 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 Blood is over there. I wish Facebook Live could see Josh over there. But yes, yes. yes. But no, I he had, doesn't wish that. <laughs> but I had never considered what he was saying. And I'm yeah. actually growing intellectually and spiritually. And because of this, because he is sharpening me in yeah. that moment. Iron which, sharpens iron. Well, how does iron, say. I mean, the Bible says iron sharpens iron in relationships, which means you're going to clash yeah, yeah. you're gonna like it's gonna be forceful it's gonna be confrontational you know what just, po- you know just popped in my head when you were saying that you know i've heard that verse so many times it's like you're preaching relays <laughs> <laughs> accidentally do that sometimes yeah, to you, and I, heard- I apologize <laughs> no it's fine it yeah, wasn't preachy good. it was just it, it resounded with me for a second but you know i've heard that verse tons of times yeah but like what that kind of implies though is that like you've got to willingly walk into the sword and the fire. <laughs> yeah. That's horrifying. Like, Ouch. Yeah. yeah. Like when you think about it in a passive way, like I think I may have always just thought about it in a passive way of like, like iron sharpens iron. Oh, like iron it's, sharp, yeah. it's gonna happen, you sure. know. Like you never really think that <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. no, it means like hit to, by a sword. to actually That's, grow and yeah. progress, you've got to yeah. like look into your greatest fear into the thing that hurts you and walk towards it. I like it. But but it is growth in relationship as well as, and really, if you humble yourself, growth in you as a person. Mm -hmm. And I remember having this talk with Lee the other day. Lee, uh, he's doing our videography. He's starting to do videos for us. Yeah. Oh, the the listeners know Lee Scott. Yeah, they know Lee. Well, we were going over something and he was totally misunderstanding what I was saying. And yeah. I couldn't understand what he was saying at all. <laughs> and so we kept going over the same point over and over. And he was getting, and he kept on apologizing. And he kept sure, on sure. coming back and you could tell he was getting frustrated. And I was like, look, Lee, as long as you're willing to go through this yeah. and figure this out yeah. and come to an understanding, I, I am not offended at all yeah. because I have to do this with my children and I have to do this with my husband and I have to do this. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. this is something that I have to do. And I appreciate that. I know that this is the process to come to a real relationship. You can just take what I say and you can just say, well, whatever she said this, she didn't want to do that. I'm just going to go with it. And, or yeah. you can say, or you can say, well, I know you're saying this, but this is what I think. And then we can grow together yeah. in relationship and I can grow as a person. Then, yeah. You can have that back and forth. It was really hard for me to explain that I honor him and what God says through him. You know, I think mm-hmm. we each have a light that's, I'm not going to see this part of God unless I can humble myself and receive the difference in you. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. and when I do, I can't just say, well, God's not that color. You know what I mean? Like the light yeah, coming out easy. of you. That's easy to say. Well, God doesn't do that with me. He never said that to me. I don't sure. hear him that way. Like, but then when you humble yourself and you say, no, like, listen, like, what if he is saying this? Mm-hmm. Well, how would you respond? Mm-hmm. Then you can try Maybe to he see. Maybe right. Maybe yeah. the other person's right. Well, yeah. it, it's it. Okay, now this is a whole nother topic, but <laughs> my husband and I often see the opposite ways. Yeah. Like when we built this house, okay, let's just take this house, for example. I wanted a small house that was 
like cozy. I would say cozy. I'm yeah. short. I don't feel necessarily need like big ceilings yeah, or yeah. whatever. Like I feel cozy yeah, and, yeah. Clo- and, cl- and um, he feels cl- clush- yeah. like cluttered. You know what I mean? Right, right. So I'm like, I want to hang my pots and pans. Uh, yeah. And he's like, I want a vaulted ceiling. And I'm like, well, how am I going to hang my pots and pans? <laughs> From your vaulted ceiling. <laughs> and he said, well, maybe we can put a ceiling over the kitchen. And I was like, okay. And then I was like, but what if we want to watch a movie and it's daytime and it's so bright and yeah. we want to be in the dark? He says, well, let's split the living room in half and put a movie room with a ceiling on it. Brilliant. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, we can try that. And then- we weren't able to put, I like arches too. And that's just a lot of complications architecturally and way more expensive and all that stuff. Yeah. And so he was like, okay, but then he didn't get to put it any in. And so then when we realized we had a, a roof over the kitchen and a roof over the movie room, yeah. the, the, the people who were building said, Hey, let's build a bridge here which is such an interesting, let's build a bridge between the top floor of the kitchen and the top floor of the movie room. And then you can have an extra room above the movie room that you can actually use and we'll put an arch over it. And I was like, wow. They literally wrecked the movie room. Your builders reconciled your relationship for you. It's amazing. We were both both willing to do what the other one said. And because we had that attitude, I couldn't find a solution. Yeah. But Josh is good at finding solutions. Can I be honest I, with you? I love it now. But when you were building it, I was like, I don't know what's going on in here. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's what's so cool is that we look at it and we realize this is so much better than if we'd have done just our own idea. Yeah. So what you're saying is you humble yourself and then God will give you There's a, a sense mi- that parallel that if you humble yourself, that you'll get the arch and you'll get the movie room and you'll get the two roofs well, and you'll get well, the bridge. And- what she's also saying is that you don't see the complete picture. Until ah, you're, yeah. Yes. So we could have like, yeah. he could have just said, okay, she wants a little house. We'll just do that. Yeah. Or I could have said, oh, he, he wants the all vaulted ceiling. So we're not going to do my idea. But instead we both were trying to yeah. connect and humble ourselves and hear what, <laughs> well, maybe we can do both. How is that even possible? Sure. And then we didn't even know how it was going to be possible. And then they came in and built it and they, and it's so much better to both of us. Like we both love it better than mm-hmm. our own idea on yeah. its own. And so That's there really is cool. a, there is a gift for us that we won't get if we don't humble ourselves and see what all of us together make. I think it's always going to be more wisdom and more beauty and more creativity and like, like a diamond, like seeing it in its full array rather than just focusing on the orange light that's shooting right. out. You know, that's beautiful in and of itself. Sure. But then when it's right next to a green light or, or a purple light, you know, you recognize, wow, those two colors together really change things. And then you look at how the the spectrum just moves. And, yeah. they, and now it's not just colors, like it's actually moving now. It's Lighting up everything. And right. I think we miss the broader gifts when we don't recognize our differences. So when we humble ourselves, we will get that gift. Or, it's really hard yeah. because when you get to, you can hang on to it and say, no, this is right. This is the right thing. Yeah. But when you come in humility and say, well, if yours is right too, how can we both be right? Is that possible? Yeah. And if it is possible, then what does that look like in a bigger picture? You know, what's mm-hmm. God saying? What is the more, what is the next movement of this art piece or, yeah. you know, or symphony or whatever it is? I think that that's, I mean, that's, that's really challenging to do because sometimes 
there's there's fights involved. And that's some, important. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, the people iron sharpening can, the iron. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes when the fight comes, the person who doesn't like fighting is going to shut down and leave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the person who um, likes fighting for fighting is not going to listen. Yeah. Yeah. But when you fight for the sake of reconciliation and the sake of understanding, then you can get through it, even mm-hmm. if it feels uncomfortable. The I, whole I don't want to get too off topic on, I think this is really good. I don't want to get too <laughs> off topic on it, but I do want to throw out there too. You know, what do you think about, I guess I'll just, I'll just say my thoughts too. And you can tell me if you agree with them or not. Uh Oh, here we go. Cause we might have an iron sharpening an iron here. We <laughs> always do that. We do that That's with cool. each other. <laughs> I, I think with that being said, you know, coming to agreement, with, with somebody you may disagree with that you have a relationship with that it's maybe more important to understand each other and, and come to a better understanding of where each other are coming from more than it is to like to split both ideas 50, 50, because sometimes one idea is going to be completely wrong. Uh Yeah. And other times Melding the two ideas yes. is best. So I, I don't, I just wanted to throw that out there because I don't think that every person's viewpoint is absolutely correct. No, right. it, right. it takes both people for the, for this gift to come. It takes mm-hmm. both people to want to honor the other. And this is something that uh, Josh's mom told me uh, one time when I first got married to Josh, she was telling me about the early days of her marriage. And she says, it's not 50, 50, it's a hundred, a hundred. Yeah. And she said she did not find cleaning important. She found relationships important. Yeah. And her husband found cleaning very important, even above relationships sometimes. Hmm. And so in the beginning, he was like, I can't do this. I don't even know what I'm going to do. Like, we never lived together. Like, I don't know what to do. Right, right. And then they realized marriage was a commitment, better for worse, good, you know, whatever. So they're going to commit and see how it works. And he gave up his desire for this kind of perfect, cleanly, you know, environment in order to embrace his wife Mm -hmm. and say, I love you more than that. Mm -hmm. And she gave up her freedom to just let things go. And she began to to steward as best as she could. She came a hundred percent. That's a great situation where you have both parties willing to compromise a little bit. And that, and that is a very, um, that is a very like, that's the idea. That's yeah, the, right, right. Mm-hmm. the ideal, the idea. And, um, how do that's, you learn that? Especially <laughs> if one party doesn't have that, you know, like how yes. do you learn that? Like, Hey, I need to see your side too. Well, there, I think, you- I think there's, um, different, different people have yeah. different reasons why they won't move. Right. And so whether it's, I know with Josh, sometimes I don't know why I don't want to move. Yeah. I'm like, I just, but then I'll, he'll get to a, a point in our argument and he'll say something and I won't even realize cause we weren't arguing about that. Yeah. But when he says this certain thing, he's, he's gotten to the root of why sure. I'm not going to move. And I just start mm. crying. Yeah. Like if you just say, cause sometimes he'll say sorry when he didn't do anything wrong. I do and, that. He, and he, yeah. re- <laughs> but isn't that what Jesus did? Yeah. You know, he, he forgave us when he didn't do anything wrong. You know what I mean? Like Definitely. it was like, it was like Jesus was the one that pursued reconciliation with us, whether we receive it or not. Yeah. Mm. He's like, I've forgiven you. If you don't receive it, 
then that's on you. Yeah. If you receive it, you have it. Yeah. If it's you don't, there for you. It's a gift. You yeah. have to receive it out of love, out of faith. Sure. That's how it is in any relationship. I forgive you if you don't receive it. I've done this before in relationships yeah. where I don't feel worthy of forgiveness. So I won't allow somebody to come back into relationship with me because yeah. I'm too ashamed of the way that I was yeah. towards them. I do this sometimes in our marriage. Like, how can he just move on? Yeah. You know, and he really and truly has forgiven me, but I can't believe it. I think he's just holding something against me right, secretly. Right. But this is what Jesus offers us. He yeah. offers us, I have forgiven you. I've stood in mm. your place and taken all of it for you. Everything's if, gone. There's no more guilt. There's no more towards whatever you've done. There's no more. It's like you said, it's all, yeah, sorry. So, so that is one of the ways that you handle somebody who um, you, you do, you love them through it. Yeah. You die, you lay your life down. But if it gets to the point where you're, it's not bringing them to life yeah. and it's almost enabling them to go the other way to, yeah, it, yeah. And to hold some kind of slavery over you. Yeah. Then you have a responsibility to draw a line in the sand and say, I have to guard my peace in my life. Sure. And I feel like this is taking from me. So I have to make some boundaries here and say, when we get in this situation, I have to pull back and say, I'm sorry, this is what I need to do. Yeah. And that's a really tricky thing because we have to make sure our hearts are right. Yeah. Because yeah. we can use that for manipulating. We can use that for control. We can use that in yeah. the wrong way. So if you're truly seeking to have this pure heart with your spouse yeah. or with whoever you're in a relationship with, then you can really, in a, in a humble way, say, you know, I'm willing to lay down out of love for you. Right. But I'm also have to be willing to stand up and say, you know, I can't enable you to, yeah. to continue to have this controlling, you know, spirit that's really wrecking your life. Yeah. And trying to wreck mine, I have to preserve my own peace and my oh, own heart and my own wholeness. And pull you know? back in your own way. And you do. Yeah. And that actually, to me, Josh has done that before. Like I yell when I'm mad and yeah. I yell when I'm happy. I yell a lot. <laughs> um, and he shuts down when yeah. I yell and it does not help him. Like to me, if he were to yell at me, it would get my attention. Sure. Yeah. And he has before. And afterwards I'm like, thank you for, and he's like, What? Yeah, right. I just yelled. <laughs> like, why are you thanking me? Why are you me? thanking me for yelling at you? I'm like, yeah. thank you for being honest. Thank you for opening up because his, his default is to run. Yeah, yeah. I hate that. That's like what, how he feels when I yell. Yeah. It's how he I feel when he's ignoring me or goes in the other room. So he so he'll say to me, um, I, I, I love you. Yeah. First, he'll say that. And I want to work this out yeah. to make sure I know. But I have to take myself away from this yelling because- yeah. I can't, I can't love you the way I want to when you're yelling. Sure. I have to leave. And he'll walk out and it makes me so mad. Yeah, yeah. But it really does humble me and it actually does make a boundary he needs in his life but he to said, protect his peace. And that love is there, you know, that, that he loves you. And there's and like, okay, that's first and foremost, but at the same time, like you said, he set that boundary. And he's putting it on me. Yeah. He's saying, I'm willing to reconcile this with you, but I'm not willing to do it this way. Yeah. And so- I need, so I want you to know I love you. And I, but, and even if you accuse me of not loving you, I'm telling you I do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing the best I can. But hey, you know, I can't go past this. And so when he does that, it makes me furious. Yeah. Like, because <laughs> obviously I, I'd want him to stay in the fight. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, it pushes me. 
to say, can you please love him back? Yeah. He's trying, (laughs) you know what I mean? What did, you know, and it pushes me to make my own adjustments, which is good. He's not going to enable me to like do what he's asked me not to do. Right. He's like, don't yell. I don't even realize I'm yelling. I'm not yelling. (laughs) No, actually it's very loud. (laughs) Yeah. Well, your face looks like you're yelling. <laughs> I love That's it. outstanding. <laughs> well, Lace, it's been, it's already been like an hour. I'm sorry. I know, it's yeah. fun. No, no but it's been you. a great conversation. <laughs> so uh, I did see a couple questions in here just randomly while I was looking through the comments. And so I figured I'd just shoot them out at you. Okay. Oh, you wrote shoot. them down? Yeah. Great. This is, this yeah, is for my wife. Through. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I'll get to my sister Abigail first because she's the first. Hey, court. Abby. She's the first question that I saw, and I remember what it was. <laughs> what's, going, what's going on, Abby? So Abby said, "Lacey, you mentioned that you would rather watch kids than be a singer." So I wh- did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was that on the last, in the podcast? last podcast? Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. You said so. you wish God would bless your your child care. And he yeah. blessed your singing. Yes. Right. <laughs> and then Ben wanted to bless the custodial abilities. <laughs> Did I say that? Yeah. Well, you said oh, at, least, yes. at least he didn't bless your custodial oh abilities. My God. Yes. Which is, I, I enjoyed that one I was listening back to. So Abby's question is, what age group of kids would you watch and why? Good oh, question. I love 10 and 11-year-olds. And I love mm. uh, 15 months to four years. They're my favorite. So they're really little kids. But I, I love all kids, but yeah. those are like the ones that I, because when you're 15 months to three or four, you have such a wonder yeah, and you're learning so many new things. And then when you're 10 and 11, you have, you're so smart in so many ways. You've gotten to such a place of being able to articulate and being able to receive like yeah. understanding, but you're not to the place where you're shut down and won't hear you know, mm, as far as like yeah. when you're 12 and you start to question everything, <laughs> yeah. you know, anything yeah. you or say, there's a question, question everything. <laughs> which I think is yeah, an right. important season of yeah. life. Not that it's, it's a right. bad season. Mm-hmm. And I love, and I, um, I love that stage, mm-hmm. Yeah. but there's something special and fun and free that happens in 10 and 11 and the other ones that yeah. it that changes wonder. to something different, which is still really important and great. It's just different. Thanks for asking. That was, yeah, thanks, Abby. That thanks, was a Abby. great question. Um, thank you for writing down the names too, because I <laughs> yeah. missed some of the names. This uh, is why, yeah. Like she's, I think yeah, you've answered like, this one before, but we'll ask it again. What song that you sung doesn't specify live or on a recording is your favorite? Good one. It's from Rachel, Rachel Ines. Um, Raquel Ines. Thank you, Rachel, Raquel. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you anyway. Thank um, you for- I I really like singing the mashup songs that we oh, do yeah. with the like worship mashup At the end, songs. The forever and um, we've done that with yeah. Flyleaf for a long mm-hmm. time too. When I was in Flyleaf, we would do that, and I love that. I love singing the Nine Inch Nails um, cover that we did. There's something about this space in that song. I like doing like electronic songs yeah. as a full band. I think I would love to do that more often. Well, we should. Yeah, but to you have the that. big, the big openness in the songs that let you breathe and think, sure. and then, but my, I think recording, one of the funnest things that we did was what's this, um, and those are all cover songs. It's funny. Hmm. Um, what's this uh, off the Nightmare Before Christmas soundtrack? 
Um, I think I only, I think you showed it to me and I only listened to it once, but it's really cool. Well, Samir, I guess the whole band sort of did this. James, the drummer was in a band when he was in high school. So he likes, and he likes orchestral, orchestral music. So does, so does um, Samir. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so they were able to like use their instruments to sound like a symphony in some ways, which I think is exactly what I I've always had a dream of like making music with just guitar, bass, and drums that sounds like an, an orchestra or that sounds like an electronic song. Yeah. Hmm. And anyway, we did it in those. That's songs. awesome. <laughs> Very awesome. Now, I think the final question we should go out with is the the crowd was going nuts on Facebook Live about this. That's much. awesome. <laughs> um, Thanks, guys. So we have to pick between Swedish Fish and oh. Sour Patch Kids. Oh, oh man. They're, I know, hands down, Sour Patch Kids. Sour Patch Kids. No, yeah. Swedish Fish. No, what? really? Oh, no. no. We got to butt heads no, on this. Yeah, we're, we're, we have to learn to compromise. We got to draw a line. <laughs> no, I, well, I think for me, like, I love Sour Patch Kids. I love Swedish Fish, but I think for me, <laughs> Um, when I have too many sweet or when I have too many Sour Patch Kids, it kind of hurts my teeth in the back a little bit. <laughs> Maybe I have too many cavities. I don't like the dentist. That might be possible. Um, but I can eat Swedish fish for days. Well, let me let me just suggest this, and I know it's not normal in America, but there's something called no, red kidding. frogs. Okay. Okay. Um, red frogs is kind of Sounds like a poisonous. Swedish fish. <laughs> it's a candy okay. we learned about in Australia. Okay. Okay. And um and Swedish fish has a strawberry flavor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. And red frogs has a cherry flavor. Okay. And it's so you're saying it's good. It's so it's kind way, of a mashup of like cherry and strawberry. It's way better <laughs> oh, than Swedish fish. I could eat no offense to red any of, frogs of our all sw- day. Swedish friends listening. Hey, hey. No. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I like I would say sour patchy. Uh I probably have a horrible pH (laughs) imbalance. I drink coffee all the time, sour things, vinegar on everything. My body pH is probably like a three or something like that. That's not good. Chemistry. No, no. No, Seven is the middle. So three is. Oh, yeah. That's very acidic. Yeah. 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 Zero to 14. Yeah, yeah. I, I was. Uh, I came back with it now, like the bass. And, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, you got it. Cool. <laughs> I, I, you had to bring me back there, though. Well, no, I'm glad to see what the Facebook uh, audience is interested in. I think my yeah, my. Out <laughs> <laughs> of all the philosophical conversations, oh, yeah, we were going nuts. That's the best so part we, about it came from Swedish somebody, fish and sour patch. Well, they're kid. all I love answering it. is what it is. They're all saying what they like. Yeah, yeah that was. Oh, this is a good one. We have we have to answer this actually. The Swedish fish, uh, fish and sour patch kids too. What <laughs> book are you reading now? Oh yeah, I am in school right now, and I'm taking a a class called um, "The Making of a Christian Mind: What Is Good, What Is Beautiful, What Is True." Hmm. And so there's a lot that they're they're bringing up. They're bringing up Plato, which we were talking yeah. about. Augustine, which is one of the mm-hmm. first Christian writers, philosophical writers. That mm. ever, you know, in 300 AD. So like, mm. so it's really interesting because he examines a lot of um, the topics that we're talking about in our culture right now. Yeah. Um, just the pursuit of pleasure and how in every pleasure that you pursue, whether it's intellectual, whether it's career, whether it's relational, whether it's sexual, whether whatever it is, family, that it all ends in this weird limbo of being unsatisfied and needing more. Hmm. Yeah. And he said that all of those things, when they're, when they're in God, they actually come to life in like the fullest ways. Hmm. 
and like you, it's all meant to be a, le- a leading into worshiping God for his creativity and goodness. Yeah. And he gave us all these pleasures in life for purpose, you know, so that we would know pleasure. So we would know love. So we would know. So yeah. anyway, I thought it was really interesting that we're assigned to read that Augustine confession. It sounds, I would be really interested in that. That sounds That's really awesome. good. <laughs> Yeah. Well, thank you once again, Lacey. It's yeah, been thank you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for every, yeah, everything for you, for Josh, for Josh, for getting me out of the snow. <laughs> uh, the whole, the whole gamut. No, we appreciate just your support too. We've done a couple yeah, episodes absolutely. here too. Um, and I know me personally, I just, I, you know, Ben too, but like, we really appreciate the support and, um, yeah, you know, just that, yeah thank you. Yeah, Is there anything you want to plug yeah. before we go? Uh, we're going to go on tour soon. Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. Awesome. We are. Did, go we get, see. did we get the first interview Wait. after announcing your tour? Oh, uh, um, yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Exclusive. Yeah, exclusive. We're going on tour with Red. No no affiliation with Swedish Fish or Red Frogs. I love the color red. It's amazing. That's my favorite color. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I'm serious. <laughs> so it, it should be a great... T- yeah. We're going to you know, paint the town red. It's going to be great. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. It's going to be That's great. Cool. It's going to be a great tour. It's going to be so Two fun. Two really heavy rock and bands. Yeah. I think we get to be on a tour bus this one, probably. That's cool. So that will be a new experience for this particular band. It will be. Yeah. And yeah. I hope that we don't quit being friends over it because we don't have to like sit next to each other if we don't want to. Well, you guys have to drive? <laughs> like, no, 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 you have it. So you won't have to take turns driving then this time. That will be different. That will yeah. be a lot Maybe different. We so we will closer. actually probably spend more time together. There you go. Yeah. yeah that'll be fun. And I, I'm I looking just, forward to it. I know for, for my sake, I mean, if you, if you have, if you're listening and you haven't seen, you know, Lacey and Ben and Josh and Zach and every, just the whole family, um, go see them. Like it starts go, in March. Yes. Like March 1st, right? March 1st, March 1st in Columbus. Columbus. At Scully's. Yeah. Love that club. That's where yeah. I first saw yes. Jeremy Claudio play. That's no. awesome. Yeah. This old band Ocean Speak. But no, please go go see Lacey and, and your crew and your and your family live because it's an awesome performance. It really is. Well, thanks, Dan. Well, you know, we well, we, we saw you guys six times last year. Is that right? You would know. Is it six? Yeah, it's something like it's a lot, and every time is awesome. Like, I, I promise that my live performance will be at another level this time around. Your splits and your back promise. He's gonna have to make. Oh yeah, <laughs> yes, you're gonna have to. I'm yes. gonna push jump, it every jumping. show. It's gonna be a new level. You crawled into Tom's drum set at uh, Uprise Fest. Yeah, jumping off of drums and everything. Josh jumping great. off of risers. Oh yeah. No, you you guys are awesome live. Go well, see thank it. you. All right, guys. Well. <laughs> Children running through the house. <laughs> Anyways, thank you guys thank for joining you guys. us thank on you, the thank live you, stream. This has thank been great. You. And, you know, we hope this has encouraged you to dream loud. So yeah. go kill it out there. Have fun, guys.